Deep in the caverns of your heart breathes a vision. It was put there before time began, long before you even knew how to dream. As the sun and moon were spoken into existence, there it was, waiting in anticipation, because it knew one day creation would yield its carrier. You are that carrier, for before you were ever born, God had a vision of who you would be and how he would partner with you. It's time you took ownership of that truth and unearthed your God-placed dreams. Are you ready? Ready to set sail and venture forward into the darker unknown, but astounding and unexpected as God reveals the way step by step? Are you ready to abandon comfort in exchange for God's wondrous and mysterious plan? Will you clothe yourself in purpose and discover who he created you to be? The choice is yours to make, but make it with haste, for the hour has come. The journey starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to Vision Chasers. I'm your host, Megan Spaulding, and I am so, so excited to have Cindy Thompson on the podcast today. If you were a fan of country music back in the early 2000s, then you probably know who Cindy Thompson is, or certainly know a song or two of hers. Cindy is a gold-selling country artist who left the music industry at the height of her career. But that's not the story she's telling today, because that's not really her story. She is so much more than that. The way Cindy puts it is that her story started the day after she left the music industry. And so today on the podcast, she's talking about what that journey has looked like, that journey into the wilderness and the years of, of following God and, and following him as he redefined what her calling and purpose was. So without further ado, here's Cindy. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Cindy. Guys, I met Cindy, um, wow, what? about a year ago, I think now yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. Um, at something called breakthrough Thursday with, which our friend Sibby puts on in the Nashville, Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee area. Um, and I had the opportunity of meeting her and just getting to know her a little bit during our time there. And something that was such a joy for me was to watch like Cindy do ministry with other women and like the way she interacted with them just with such kindness and grace. Like, I would watch her from across the room. I'm like, I have to know this woman. So I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her. Or wow. her to you, right? <laughs> yes, either way. I think. <laughs> what a beautiful introduction that makes my heart sing because um, I love women and I love um, just who Jesus is and what he does and how he changes lives. And so that's just a beautiful introduction. Um, thank you so much. You thank you for having me today. Yes, I'm so excited. All right, let's start with the basics. So what are you doing? What's your journey look like? Where are you Where are you at in life? Well, it's funny that we're doing this today because in the last week, God has radically kind of um, just, just flipped things um, upside down in a good way. Um, I have been on a very long journey and sometimes we don't realize that we're on a journey. We're just living life. We're doing life. We're trying to figure it out. We're, you know, sometimes the journey looks like staying afloat, staying present. Sometimes it's full of joy and refreshing and you're just going through the motions. It's all kinds of things. And so I'm at a season right now where it is, um, there's a focus, there's a vision, there's a purpose, there's a new dream 
that still encompasses all the giftings that he's given me. Um, and this is true for anyone. You know, how I look at it is this. God gives us all giftings. And most of the time, close to 100% of the time, where our giftings lie is where our purpose is. Um, it might be in your neighborhood. It might be at your church. It might be at a local women's prayer group. It might be at, um, you know, your job, obviously, or, you know, wherever you are, there is ministry and you're to be using your giftings. And so for me, um, music has been one of those things and um, I haven't used it in a long time. Um, I laid it down many, many years ago um, and it was part of the process. It was part of the stripping away. You asked me where I am today. For a while, you know, I have, that comes and goes, you know, I'm like, God, all I want is you. All I want to do is what you have called me to do. I want purpose. I need vision. I need to dream again. What does that look like? And so um, it's been a long process, but it's become pretty clear to me what it looks like and how I know where I'm supposed to be is this. Um, I've kind of written it out on paper and looked at it. I have a friend who is an amazing mentor to me and um, she's had me map out what God has been doing, what doors are open, what doors are closing. And it's funny, it sounds so simple and it is simple. But the truth is once I wrote it down, I saw that all the doors were opening towards a new place, new opportunities, but to still get to use my giftings, it just looks different this time. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's um, a book telling my story and that's evolved because initially I didn't want to write a book about myself because I felt like that was really presumptuous and kind of rude. And um, <laughs> after having several meetings with some different editors and different people and sharing my story, they all agreed that it needed to be a part of this book. And originally it was a book of essays, a book of stories where God showed up in a magnificent way over and over and over again. Um, and as I was sharing the stories out and about with friends or over coffee or at dinners, I was seeing that God was moving. Um, I, I had no idea there was this group of people who weren't really hearing from God didn't really know his voice, didn't really know their purpose, didn't really know how to dream anymore, didn't feel like they were being used by God, or didn't really have um, just this feeling lost on this journey we call life. And so my intention in sharing the stories was not to, to you know, go for the gut on those issues with people, but I was discovering that okay, maybe there's something to these stories, God, that you, you've had me walk through. And so after taking these essays and now putting them within my story, um, growing up in South Georgia, all the way to country music to beyond that, um, it's taking shape and I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and there's also some speaking engagements that are popping up and I'm getting to, to share my story and, um, there's just a lot going on behind the scenes that I wish I could just shout to the rooftops. Even today, there was a beautiful phone call um, with a really sweet friend of mine who is in the movie and film industry. And um, I'm just excited. I'm excited about what God's doing with music, with my story. 
and I'm just along for the ride. But it wasn't always this clear. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of what you and I might want to touch on today. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because you've come a long way and you've had you had some success, right? Like years ago in the music industry. Yes. Um, and so what's that journey looked like for you going from seeing like success, seeing that favor, um, having to lay it down? What was that like? Well, <clears throat> I don't pat myself on the back or praise myself for laying down a career at the height of it all. I never want my story to be perceived that I want to get all this credit. How amazing of you to give up um, what people dream of having. I didn't want to let it go, if I'm being honest, but I knew that I had to in order to be where I am today. But I'll, I couldn't see that back then, obviously. And so um, in obedience to the Lord at that time in my life, I was as beautiful as it looked on the outside. I was really broken on the inside. Um, I was a believer. I walked into that career, that space as a believer. It was um, divine. There was no doubt that I was supposed to be there. Um, when I was a little girl around the age of 12, I knew that I was going to be a country singer. There was no doubt. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with the secular music industry. I also like to preface that it's actually amazing and it's creative and it's beautiful. And there's amazing people there. There are believers there. Um, there are non-believers there. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful space. But for me at that season of my life, I, um, just needed to step away. And so the real story begins the day after walking away from my career, right? That's where I walked straight into the wilderness. I hadn't really heard a lot of people talk about the wilderness season, um, but I can tell you I am a, um, I, I could be a tour guide or a guide on that wilderness tour. Um, I stayed there a little too long. I always tell people, it's, and I've heard this, other people say this, don't, it's, it's good to go through wilderness and, and it's where God really refines us and shapes us. And we don't want to miss one single thing that he's doing, but do not build a house there, you know? And I think I pitched a tent for a little while and stayed around, um, because it became comfortable, um, at a, at a certain place in that season. But so what was happening in the wilderness season was this, and I have good perspective now because I'm out of it. So I can look back at it. Right. But at the time, I don't, want it, I don't want to deceive anyone in thinking that I had all this wisdom in the midst of the wilderness. I was lost. I was mad at God. I was broken. I was wondering how we were going to buy a baby bed. I couldn't get a job at the mall. Um, I put a resume together and I couldn't get a job at the makeup counter. I mean, it was, you talk about what are we going to do? It was, what are we going to do? You know? And then to go, okay, God, I was obedient to you to step away. What are you doing? And he said, the real journey begins now. And so it was hard. It was exhausting. I felt there were certain days I just couldn't make it another day. Um, don't get me wrong. There were beautiful moments. I had children. I've had, I've been married almost 18 years. Um, 
you know, we really settled into life here in Franklin, Tennessee and became um, the family that does the baseball and the soccer and the play dates and all those things. But deep down inside, I wanted to sing. I wanted to um, try to figure out what God was doing with my life. I felt abandoned. I felt betrayed. And so I had to walk through a lot of really hard times with the Lord. And the only thing that I can say to anyone that's in that season right now is meet him there. Don't run from him. Um, cause it's real easy to shut the door on him, but you'll just stay there a lot longer. Um, and the crushing brings about really valuable oil. We've all heard that a ton, but the truth is that oil is priceless. Um, so these last many, many years have been full of interesting teachings. Um, when we had no money, God would say, buy their groceries, buy her groceries, buy his groceries, pay for that, pay for this. And the whole while I'm like, we're, we are couponing now. I have a coupon binder. What? And every time I would do it, God would provide. And it would be such a blessing to me. Um, the next phase of the wilderness was really interesting because I like to pray for people, but quietly or next to me or at a women's event. Right. <laughs> um, but I wasn't always that person. And so in this particular part of the wilderness, I remember the first time God ever asked me to go into a store and pray for someone. I had just left big lots to get my daily cleaning supply or my weekly cleaning supplies, my canned goods. Cause I was on a budget and trying to be a good steward. Right. And, um, I had a toddler at the time. She's 14 now. And I remember God saying, go back in the store and pray for the man that had just walked in the door. And I was like, Oh no, I am <laughs> not going to go pray for him. Really? What am I going to say? And so literally obedience is so essential. You guys, even if it's hard, I mean, it is the key to life. So I was obedient. I went in, but I made a deal with God. I was like, if I'm going to do this, you have to keep my toddler occupied. So help me find this man. And when I find him, I need a babysitter. Like I need you to watch over her. So he happened to be beside the cat toys and my daughter loves cats. We don't have a cat. So she was playing with cat toys while I approached him and just said, sir, this is new to me, but I really felt like, uh, wanted to, you know, just come and pray over you. God just really put it on my heart to love on you. And he said, absolutely. I would love for you to pray for me. So that was the first step in that six months of God beginning to have me pray for all kinds of people <laughs> at the car wash, at the dry cleaner and what, and at my Kroger, my local Kroger, I know a lot of the people at the local Kroger. <laughs> um, so it's just been such a really amazing um, journey that I've been on. You know, I've, I've learned a lot about the father's heart. Um, he is really a, all about the one, right? Um, and it's not that I didn't understand these things before. It's just for what's happening now. I see the training ground that happened. And so out of that has come some pretty powerful stories, supernatural stories where God has shown up, paid bills, paid things off, more food than we could imagine, having people for dinner when I thought we never could. He has just taught me so much about 
faith and trust. And it has had to go to a whole new level. Wow. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question. A little, I took the long way around to say, what has it been like? It's been beautiful. <laughs> it's been hard, but it's been well worth it. That's so good. Gosh, man. And that's such a encouragement to me because we're in this process where my husband has quit his job to go back to school. Um, and I'm like, hearing your testimony, I'm like, yes, it can be done. Yes. <laughs> like, I know God, I'm like, in faith, I know God's going to provide, but it's so encouraging to hear and how God showed up for you. Um, and so, so you mentioned something that I want to hit on and that's that you pinched, you pitched a tent in the wilderness for a little bit. Um, and I, I think that's pretty common that that women get wrapped up, whether it's like shame or fear or whatever has them just kind of stuck there. Um, so, so, so for the woman who is in the wilderness and doesn't need to be anymore, God's clearly told her she can leave, but she's camped out there. What, what is some advice and some wisdom coming out of that place that you have for them? Well, you know, I, again, this is only based on my experience, but I feel like, you know, one of my big things that I had to overcome in the wilderness was the fear of man. Mm. Um, it really became, um, loud and clear to me in that season that I was really afraid of what other people thought. Wow. And, um, that I was a people pleaser. Now you do want to always be kind to people, right? You want to, you know, God was, was ringing me out of letting that be the be all end all, but to remain, you know, um, you know, a people lover, a lover of people, right? And with the fear of man, um, I stayed there a very long time. That was my delay because what that meant if I left the wilderness after realizing that I had that issue and dealing with it meant that I had to not be afraid of man anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it meant that I had to step into doing what God had called me to do, which might be judged or looked at differently or whatever it was going to be. And the truth was there was probably going to be no judgment. And it's really none of my business what other people say about me, anyway, right? And if they're talking about me, it must be that I'm doing something really interesting. And it's not my problem if it's ugly talk. Yeah. It's their problem, right? Because we have a defender um, and it's God. So for the woman who has pitched the tent because you're afraid to leave because it means you have to overcome shame or fear or whatever, um, I say you're probably not ready to leave yet because you would run like the wind towards freedom if you were free. Mm. So I think what has to happen is if there is shame or there is um, pain or hurt or trauma or fear of man, for me, it's getting surrounded by women who love God, who will radically press in for you and intercede for you and help you overcome that particular issue. All the while you are spending time with the Lord. Um, and, and that looks like opening the word of God. That looks like journaling. That looks like, and when I say journaling, not writing a bunch of stuff, not sitting down, just writing, 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 writing. It looks like this, asking God specific questions and waiting to hear from him. And he's going to tell you the root of the fear, mm. the root of the shame. And it may have been something that happened to you a thousand years ago. Mine was being bullied severely physically bullied mm. 
mentally bullied. My parents pulled me out of school, but I thought I had dealt with that. And at the, yeah. at the root of it, God was saying, no, you're still worried about, um, being perceived a particular way. Wow. And I matter more. And so I had to really figure out what it meant to have my identity in Christ, not wow. in what the world said, you know? So it's, it's a heavy one. It's a big one, you know? Yeah. And I, I think the wilderness is important though. And I think if you haven't been through a wilderness season, there's most likely you're going to go through one and it's, um, it's a really great thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that's so good. I think that's a, a common thing, too, the fear of man, especially for women, um, it seems to be anyways. And I found, like, gosh, like, how good of God to, like, start you off with praying for strangers? Because, like, <laughs> there's hardly a better way right? to push past the fear yeah. of man than when God says, hey, go pray for a stranger. It's like that is for me anyways, one of the scariest things that he could ask me to do. It's <laughs> like, wild. And, and it's great because I don't think I ever had anyone ever say no. Mm. And, you know, it was always so tender and sweet of the father mm. for that person. And, um, now I just do it all the time. Like it has become to where I'm like, who's going to get prayed for and caught <laughs> today, right? And sometimes I don't see anybody, you know, but I have literally walked in Costco's doors and I've seen this woman for years. She's not always the one who clicks the counter, right? Of how many people are coming to Costco. I smile, I wave. And one particular day God says, tell her I see the prayers that she prays at night. Mm. I hear her cries. And I went, okay, roll my card over there. And I said, ma'am, real quick, this happened, this, and my language has changed. This happens to me all the time now. And I just want to say something to you. And when I spoke those words to her, she began to weep because she had been up in the night praying for her daughter. Wow. And so a lot of times what God will do is use us to encourage someone who hasn't seen the change yet, hasn't seen the prayer yeah. answer yet. But he'll send us along the way mm. to get that nugget of gold to say, keep going, keep going. And so I always want to be used like that because it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. And, and another thing you said, too, that stuck out to me was um, I was actually just talking about this the other day uh, with how you expect people to like in your head. You're like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're gonna, And then you do it and they don't <laughs> like that kind right. of thing. And. I, I have, I have dealt with that, um, especially, and you can relate cause you're writing a book about your story. It's like, I'm hosting this podcast. Like there's this certain, I don't know if it's a woman thing. I, I don't know, but there's this certain like, Oh, I don't want to put myself out there in that way. Like, I don't want people to perceive me to be like big headed or like think I'm all that for writing a book or starting a podcast or, you know, and I've had a lot of, um, fear around that. And I was, I was telling uh, a girlfriend the other day, I'm like, well, I did something like posted something on social media. I can't remember. And I'm like, I, I had all, worked myself up. Like all kinds of people were going to be like, who is she? And I'm like, 
And you know what? Like, I've had nothing but good and positive responses. Right, right. Well, a lot of the time, that's the enemy. Um, that's that fear that we have to overcome. And it's sometimes a process. It does creep up in my life still. But I also think that God's just looking to partner with people who have a heart like yours, yeah. which is humility. <laughs> you don't see a lot of humility as much in the world anymore as we need to. And mm -hmm. when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he can do so many great things with us. Um, and it's not a false humility. It's a pure heart humility. And I see that on you. And so of course, you know, he's going to give you ideas like this because he wants to pull you out of that shell for you to do this thing because he can trust you with it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I love it. Keep going. Keep running. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the other things when we were briefly kind of, you know, connecting over this podcast, one of the things that I really felt like God wanted me to touch on too was, and you had even said it yourself, the, um, being distracted by good things, but not God things. Yes. Yes. So along the way, um, I've had opportunities to make records. There's been a couple, um, interesting things come my way. And, um, instead of praying about it, I jumped on it because I'd had some prophetic words that I would sing again and that I would, you know, move into back into the sphere of, you know, music and all those things. And so what I was learning through those was that I was still in the wilderness, but, but over different things, you know, mm -hmm. I had walked through different parts of the wilderness, right? The, the money issue, trusting God for finances, then trusting God with my prayers, trusting him that he was going to use me um, and to minister to other people just felt like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll pray for them. So he took me through that. And then the third season was, I really felt like just the good things, but not God things and really yeah. bringing me out mm -hmm. of what I was going to make myself do with my life as opposed to God, what do you really want? Mm. And so when the music stuff would, would come around, I would say yes. And I'd take all these meetings and it would, there would be all this time that would pass that could have been devoted to so many other things because that opportunity would not pan out. The door mm. would shut and God finally would say to me, and this went on for a long time to where I was like, what is, how am I not getting this one? This one's not coming as quick as the other things. Right. And he was like, you just, my timing is perfect. Mm. And you're trying to rush my timing and you're going to know when I give it to you. Yeah. Because it will be easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then I would argue with God and go, well, you made me this way. I'm ambitious and I'm goal oriented and I'm going <laughs> to take calls and take meetings. And, but the truth was resting was really hard for me and yeah. waiting. So there he had to ring that out. Rest in me. Well, how do I do that? What does that look like? How do you rest knowing you need to be making music or you, you want to be or whatever? And it was just, it's been a total stripping away yeah, and a total mind shift on mm -hmm. he's got this. He's just got it. <laughs> and as soon as I really throw my hands up, literally within hours sometimes there'll be the thing that happened, the, the yeah. right thing, the God thing. It happened today. In fact, yesterday 
was a hard day and I'm just trying to, I feel like because I've delayed this process so much, God keeps saying it's crunch time, finish the book. It's crunch time, finish the music. And we had all this beautiful time to do those things. And literally we are in crunch time and it's, it's, it's hard. It hurts. Um, but after just a big day of prayer yesterday and, you know, just pressing in, there was a phone call today that was pretty interesting and it has to do with, you know, a whole nother, you know, part of the puzzle. Right. And so he is moving um, and he wants, he's not withholding, right? He's not a mean God but he's just waiting for us to relinquish everything to him. Every part of our life, our will, especially our hopes, our dreams, really. I mean, I thought I had done it, but I'm talking like a real, real handing it over. Yeah. And, um, I think we only get to that place when we're really letting him work, you know, Um, and that's resting. It's so good. Yeah. It's really timely to be talking about this because this has been something that God's been working on me this week of like, I had really bad boundaries for like ever. Um, and he's like, okay, so we've gotten to the place where you know the difference between the good things and the bad things or the neutral things. He's like, you've gotten really good at saying no to the neutral things. That's a big I mean, I would say, or I would say yes to even the bad things. So like for me to say no to neutral things, it's like, that's like, (laughs) all right, I've gotten somewhere in in life. Um, And he took me last week, I I had been working on a project with um, two other women that I really believe in the project and um, had kind of come on their team and, and it, it just like heart posture, like I couldn't get where they were in, in passion um and so eventually it kind of ended last week it it ended and it was like okay well not ended it's like we're sisters but this is gonna look differently because I can't I can't pour into this what you guys can and that's not fair to you and God just walked me through like Megan (laughs) now's the time we're gonna learn the difference between the good and the best because you spent all this time and effort on this thing that was good. It's genuinely good. And I have called you to serve them in some way. Um, But I've already given you vision chasers over here. And like, is this actually going to be your best? Yes. Or when, because I'm struggling where I know what he's called me to do. I'm on this path. Um, But when something good comes my way, that's an opportunity, especially if there's potential finances linked to it that I get like sucked into it. I'm like, I'll do this also. Like I have enough hours in my day and like God's like, Megan, we're gonna, we gotta, we gotta focus. Like we gotta focus. And that's the, that's the journey he's been taking me on this last week. And I've had some opportunities pop up in this last week that it's like, I'm have to say no to. And it's really uncomfortable, but I know that like, I know what God has told me to say yes to and I know I don't have the space to like give my whole heart to something else right now. Right. So, That's good. 
that's a good feeling when you come to that place. I mean, I, I certainly don't want to claim that I've arrived in this amazing, like <laughs> I figured this out. This is, I'm a check. This is off my list. But um, what it's created in me is God showed me it's a new type of warfare. Yeah. You know? um, and so we have to really be battle ready all the time. And how we do that is the armor of God, the pursuit of him, knowing his voice so well that when a beautiful opportunity comes to us, we're able to hear him so clearly say, no, and yep. you go, okay. And there's no distraction from the enemy with that. Yeah. Not that, like you said, not that those things are bad or those people are bad or that, but um, the enemy's going to come in and it's a new level of warfare. And I, I think I yeah. said that to you. The warfare used to be your typical warfare, right? But now it's like really pretty sometimes. <laughs> and you just have to know that's why it's critical in that wilderness season, yeah. the journaling, getting in the word and just outside of the wilderness season. It's essential. Mm. It's, it is essential to your well-being If you are a follower of Christ to know the Lord's voice mm. and it's essential going back to boundaries. That's a huge one. I have a lot of friends who are reading the boundary book or have read it. And, you know, I've read portions of it, but one of the things that my husband and I, and, and even close friends of, we, we talk about, it's okay to set boundaries with people mm-hmm. and, and it's okay to make them invisible to the other person. Yeah. And that comes with saying no, that comes with sometimes a separation that's healthy. Um, boundaries are a part of the process and, um, can be very healthy and, and very much okay in the Christian marketplace. (laughs) Right. I think we're, we're so afraid to set boundaries. Oh, but we're Christians and we can't, no, you can set boundaries and especially ones that protect your family, protect your relationships, protect you, your heart, protect your dreams and your purpose and your vision. Um, so I want to encourage anyone out there struggling with setting boundaries. Um, that boundary book, um, is it Henry Blackaby? I don't know. I, it's a good one. Um, you know, and set them and be okay with that, but let the Lord lead that. I, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, not let emotion or feelings lead that, right. but let God lead. He will. He always, he loves to, to be very vocal in our lives. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. What's coming to my mind right now is, is that God is always good, but good is not always God. And having the discernment to say, okay, God's, because sometimes good things, God is actually on for someone else. Right. You know? <laughs> and so recognizing, oh, that's, that's God blessing them and, and giving them favor and giving them, but like trusting that he has your piece of the pie settled out. Like, right. you know, it's, it's easy to be like, oh, they're, they've invited me into this thing that's prospering. I can make some quick cash or whatever it is. That was my thing. It was money. Um, and having the faith to say, okay, God's, God's actually going to make money over here for me too. Like, and I don't like, I don't have to worry just because, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't have to like make my own, um, I don't have to make my own opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so really that's, that's, you're so right. It's a new, it's a new kind of listening. It's a quieter listening because when it's black and white and it's either this is evil or it's not, it's, 
it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. But then when it's gold and gold and you're you have to actually get quiet and be like like you have to I have to at least I've found I have to actually interact with them in it. Sometimes I don't have to ask them. I just know that's not good. That's right. not God. Um but in these times it's like I have to be like God, what's where are you in this? Am I supposed to do this? And if I am, to what level? Um and in this particular thing, God told me to, he told me to serve these women, but I didn't ask him how. And so I got all tied up yeah. with all my time and yeah. energy um, because he said, you know, it's it's a course, it's an online course. And he said, what, I was working on a course for Vision Chasers. And he said, well, why does it have to be your course? And so I went in and joined their course. And I'm like, okay, I'll help them build this course. And get to the end of it, and God's like, I didn't say you had to build it with them. <laughs> right. I just, I just said support it. <laughs> I'm I like, did, oh, right? gosh, I did not. <laughs> like asking God questions, like really um, getting in there and, and getting his full opinion, not just like I'm bad at taking a, half a word and running with it. Like, I'm like okay, that's all I need, God. Thanks. I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a journey I'm still very much on. <laughs> like, yeah, well... I, I, like I said, I, I don't feel like I've arrived in any of these areas that I've spoken on, but I definitely have been through enough and a lot that I want to share, you know, and, and hopefully encourage other people um, yeah. because, you know, he is faithful. He yeah. is faithful. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the truth, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks so much. I know that everything you've touched on is, is stuff that I, from talking to the listeners, stuff they're very actively dealing with um and it's it's commonplace and and these women with their with dreams that are like buried so deep that they're trying to they're trying to even dig them out you know um well and I do want to say this because and I've talked a lot about this with different people that we're we're living in a culture now we've we've created a culture that says if you're famous if you're wealthy, mm. if you're on a platform, then you really have a purpose. Yeah. Then you really are special. You're famous. You're mm. successful. It, it's like we've created a world that that's our definition of what success looks like. And I just want to come against that because, yeah. um, it's very dangerous right now. There are a lot of people, you know, believing that if I could just be famous or be known, um, by the world and have followers or likes or all of those things, then, then I'll have value. And, and the truth is God has dreams for you that he has put inside of you. Mm. And it is critical that you know his voice so well and spend time with him because he's going to tell you what they are. Because otherwise we will face disappointment, 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 mm. regret, bitterness. And then it leads down this really dark road where we didn't get what we wanted. Mm. And, and God it might not have been his dream for you to begin with. Yeah. So we have to get our ears and, and head out of the world, bring it to the truth yeah. and let God tell us. And it may be the secular music business. It may be country music. It may be a CEO of a company. It may be the fashion world, the entertainment industry. And it may be your neighborhood Bible study that you're leading at your house. Yeah. 
where God is like, this is what I want for you. And his dream has to become our dream. We can't look at other people and make that ours. And so we have a really big problem going on. And I'm talking with several women about it where we've got this euphoric motivational speaker kind of thing going on where it's like, (laughs) you can get anything you want and you can have everything God has for you. Everything. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it is way better than what the world can offer you. And so we don't know who we are in Christ. We don't know where our dreams originate. We would be chasing the wrong things. And we have to be so careful as women right now um, to not build our own platforms and to know the voice of God Mm -hmm. and let his dreams come to life in our life. And that's by relinquishing them to him. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, um, you know, walking through because I, because God has put dreams on my heart that involve public speaking and, and, you know, and things, and I know they're from God, like I know they're not from the, uh, from the world, Um, but even in that, he's had to teach me, like, are you going to be okay if that never happens, you know, Um, and that's been a very recent, like, like thing where I've been so focused on, okay, how am I going to get there? And God's like, really, the past week, <laughs> God's like, begin to open my eyes. And he's like, Megan, look where your favor is. And he's shown me like these like 20 some odd women that are around me. And he's like, are you going to be okay if that's just it? And I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, when I really look at these women and how I'm able to pour into their lives, it's like, I am. I am fine with just this. And um that's okay. That's not okay. I said that's okay. I meant to say that's amazing. You need to edit that. That's amazing. And that's the truth. You're yeah. really experiencing you know what God is looking for. He's looking for willing participants and and those look like this. They're just really you know, yeah, in prayer, in the right. word listening to him and being not, I I like the idea of being content where you are. I think that's good. I think complaining is wrong. Um, because we can see the Israelites and what happened in that situation. But I think, um, dreaming with God and letting him reawaken those dreams and, Mm -hmm. um, being okay with what they look like. And you probably will be because they're from him originally. (laughs) When you get to the deepest part, you know, that scripture about he gives us the desires of our heart, it, he gives them to us because he already put them in there for yeah. us to desire. Yeah. And we just got to dig deep, shut out the world and go for it. And yeah. it, it can be anything. It can be any dream. He has so many dreams for us. And, yeah. um, you know, but we have to be very careful that we don't try to make them somebody else's dream. Yeah. You know, God has something specific for you. Yes. And not not to despise the small small beginnings. Amen. Because um, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's what I'm learning is like, all right, like, God's going to take care of the rest. He's going to take care of everything. Like, his promises are true regardless of what today looks like. And um, sometimes that release that you're talking about that, okay, God, you, you take care of it because I'm done looks like just looking at what's right in front of you and how can you serve what God has put right in front of you in this season. 
Right. Um, well, and, and that's where the training ground is. Mm -hmm. That's where the refinement is. And so yeah. if we're not willing to go in and pray for the man in big lots, which is very, you know, was embarrassing to me, you know, then how can he entrust me with whatever was next, yeah. you know? And so whatever that thing is that guy's calling you to do, that's stretching you and refining you is most likely attached to the call on your life. And you got to get it now. That's yeah. what it's for. You know, you don't just get on an NFL football team. There's training, <laughs> there's a process, there are coaches along the way, there's speeches along the way, there's schools, there's different size shoes and cleats and uniforms. And <laughs> ultimately this might be the bad, bad analogy, but you don't just get there. You have a process, you know, yeah. so don't miss the process, but don't build the house there, you know? Yeah. Just don't. That's so good. Don't. So good. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come thank and talk you. to these women. Hey, um, thank you. Anytime. I love it. And I, I love you. And I'm so excited for all God has for you. <laughs> I just feel it in my bones that it's, it's more, there's just more coming. And this thank is a you. beautiful platform. Thank you. Um, to let women talk about what God's doing in their life. So I'm excited for you and thank you. It was an honor to be on today. Yes, thanks. I want to say a proper thank you to that because that means a lot to my heart. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I just, there's so many women I feel that just feel unseen and it's like I just want to create a place for women to feel seen and heard and loved. Like that's, that's it. Um, but before we wrap up, um, would you mind praying over these women? I would love to do that. Lord, I just thank you for Megan and this podcast, Lord, and all of her dreams and her heart for women. And I just pray blessing over her now. I pray blessing over this podcast that it reaches every single woman and meets the need that they have. Um, Lord, we pray over these women that are, um, coming alongside Megan and supporting her and, and looking to her. Lord, I just pray blessing over them. And I pray that the wilderness season is as long as it needs to take, um, but, but there's much joy and refreshing that comes out of it. And Lord, I pray for all of these women to discover their God-given dreams, you know, our, their, their purpose, God's purpose for their life. Our calling is different. Um, our purpose is, uh, is each individual, you know, person's purpose. So Lord, I just ask you now um, to just bless uh, Megan and her family in this season. And I, I look forward to all that you have up ahead. And we ask all of these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.